So happy Gore Purnim to everyone. Uh, I had this dream last night that I overslept, and it was like 7.30, and, and Chaitanya Chandra called me, and he said, where are you? You're supposed to give class. And then I woke up, and I thought, oh, my God, and it was like 5 o'clock, and I thought, oh, whew. it was like I, I didn't miss class, you know, so it was a bad dream. <laughs> Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jai Gopi Janna Balaba Yirivada Dari Jai Gopi Janna Balaba Yirivada Dari Yashodanandana Brajajana Ranjana Yashodanandana Brajajana Ranjana Yamunatiravana Jamunatira Vanachari Jamunatira Madhava Kunjabihari Jai Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jai Gopi Jana Balava Girivada Dari Jai Gopi Janna Balava Girivada Dari Jashodanandana Brajajana Ranjana Jashodanandana Brajajana Ranjana Yamunatiravana Chari Jai Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jai Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari
Dhamma Vishnupad Paramahamsa Priva Jakacharya Astotada Satashishima His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada Ki Anantakodi Vaishnava Ki Namacharya Srila Haridas Thakuri Ki Vimsakoho Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Sri Vasari Gaur Bhaktivedanta Ki Shri Shri Radha Krishna Gopi Gopinath Shamakun Radha Kun Giri Govardhan Ki Shri Vrindavan Dham Ki Mayapur Navadweep Dham Ki Jagannath Puri Dham Ki Shri Shri Radha Kalachanji Ki The Holy Appearance Day of the Supreme Personality of Godhead Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Ki Shri Gaur Praneem Ki Gaur Primanandi All glories to the assembled devotees all glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories, all glories, all glories to Sri Guru and Sri Gauranga. So Premacharu Prabhu asked me, uh, did I have a verse? Um, so I thought today's verse would be a verse that we all know well, especially when we offer prasadam. Namo Mahavadanyaya Krishna Prema Pradayate Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya Namane Guru Twishe Namaha I offer my respectful obeisances unto the Supreme Lord Sri Krishna Chaitanya who is more magnanimous than any other avatar even Krishna himself because he is bestowing freely what no one else has ever given pure love of Krishna so this was a very appropriate verse for today so please repeat after me. Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda. Jaya Dwaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Vrinda. Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda. Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Vrinda Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Vrinda Chaitanya Ki Oh, when I always see Chakri Prabhu or Chaitanya Prabhu singing with his mask on, and I was thinking, I wonder how that felt. Now I know how it feels. It's like terrible. <laughs> One day, maybe we'll be able to not wear them. So, so this verse that we just sang, Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dwaita. Well, we know that a few, what was it, I guess a few weeks ago that we celebrated the appearance day of Sri Advaita Acharya. And we know that uh, Sri Advaita, he descended as Mahavishnu. And one of the reasons for Lord Chaitanya's appearance is due to the prayers of Sri Advaita Acharya. Uh, he would offer uh, Tulsi leaf uh, and water, and he would pray. And um, Sri Advaita actually is Vishnu Tattva. Um, he would, he told the devotees, he said, if I can't get the Lord to descend, uh, and we'll explain later on why uh, the, the situation in uh, Navadweep at that time, but he said, if I can't get the Lord to come down, he said, I'll, I'll manifest my Vishnu form with my chakra, and he said, I'll cut the heads off of all of these atheists that are in this, uh, that are criticizing the devotees. So this is the power of uh, Sri Advaita Acharya. Then after that, we celebrated the appearance of Lord Nityananda. And just like Lord Balaram appears as Krishna's brother to assist him in pastimes, we know that that same Balaram, he appears as Lord Nityananda to assist Lord Chaitanya. And just as Balaram is described as Krishna's second body, we know that Lord Nityananda is the second body of Lord Chaitanya. And... Lord Chaitanya states himself that in order to receive his mercy, one has to first approach Lord Nityananda. Uh, he says, without the mercy of Lord Nityananda, you can't get the mercy of Lord Chaitanya. And we know that Lord Nityananda is also called the original guru. 
So now today, we're celebrating the Holy Appearance Day of the Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Gaur Purnim. And we know that many people know about Krishna's appearance, uh, Janmashtami, uh, uh, but not so many people uh, know about the, uh, Lord Chaitanya and his pastimes. And it's said that's mainly for two reasons. One, uh, first of all, Lord Chaitanya didn't leave uh, very many, uh, he didn't make such a literary contribution. Uh, he left eight verses, Shikshastika, uh, and he left it up to his followers, his disciples, to to write books and uh, and to write about his pastimes. And the second reason is that we know is because he's also called the hidden incarnation, uh, because Today he, you know, he he comes uh, in in disguise as as a devotee. So today and and also later on this evening, we're going to be speaking about Lord Chaitanya and his different pastimes. So we know that Krishna he appears just like Chaitanya Prabhu was saying uh, that he appears to protect the devotees and to annihilate the demons. Um, he says whenever there's a rise in irreligion. And a decline in religion that he appears. And we know that a Krishna, he appeared like 5,000 years ago, uh, along with his brother Balaram. And now it says that these same two brothers have descended again as Lord Chaitanya and Lord Nityananda. And <clears throat> they're compared to the sun and the moon. Because the purpose of the sun and the moon is to dissipate darkness. And Srila Prabhupada says this whole world, this whole material world is in darkness. And these two brothers have appeared to dissipate the darkness of ignorance. And we know that Krishna, he appears every 1,000 Divya Yugas. And a Divya Yuga is, is all four Yugas uh, together. And so we know that Lord Brahma, what he, he, one day of Lord Brahma is what? 4,320,000,000 years. So if you compare that to where Lord Chaitanya uh, appeared 500 years ago, it's almost like Lord Chaitanya appeared just a few days ago, actually. So, uh, and so therefore it's, Prabhupada says that we just, we cannot estimate the good fortune of being born in this, uh, in this age of Kali Yuga, in this, this golden age of Lord Chaitanya. And Srila Prabhupada says that even the demigods are lining up to be born in this Kali Yuga because they realize how important it is to actually get the mercy of Lord Chaitanya and Lord Nityananda. So when Krishna came, he revealed to us Krishna Prema uh, and through the resonance of Vrindavan. And we know that their love for Krishna was completely spontaneous. It was completely unmotivated. They didn't expect anything in return. They would just love Krishna because he was Krishna. And they loved Krishna with all their heart and soul. So when Krishna, when he saw this pure love of the Rajvasis, and especially of the gopis, and especially of Srimati Radharani, uh, he could see that their only desire was to actually please him. Uh, and like I said, they expected nothing in return. But he also saw that through Radha's love, uh, even though it was unmotivated, still she and the gopis were enjoying, like it says, millions of times more bliss and happiness uh, than Krishna himself. So therefore... Krishna, when he saw this, he wanted to understand uh, these how, these sweet qualities and and experience this unlimited happiness that uh, Srimati Radharani and the gopis were feeling. And he knew the only way to really understand and experience how she was feeling uh, was to actually take her position. And so therefore, 500 years ago, we know that Krishna came in the mood of a devotee. And not just any devotee, he came in the mood of Srimati Radharani. And so Lord Chaitanya, he's actually Krishna himself in the mood of Srimati Radharani. And like I said, he's known as the hidden, the hidden incarnation. Uh, but his coming is foretold in many of Krishna's pastimes. Uh, once Srimati Radharani, uh, she was with Krishna and they had taken a nap. And when Srimati Radharani woke up, she told Krishna, she said, I just had this wonderful dream. She said, I've seen many, you've shown me many of your incarnations. She said, but I saw this golden personality. He was so beautiful and he was dancing along the, the banks of the Yamuna and he was chanting and there was thousands of devotees chanting with him. And she said, when he would call out the name, 
where is Krishna? Where is Krishna? She said, I thought it might be me. And then she, he would say, where is Srimati Radharani? And she said, well, then I thought it must be you. She said, can you explain to me who this personality is? And about that time, she looked into Krishna's Kastuba jewel. And when she did, she saw this whole pastime taking place. And she could see herself and Krishna, and she could see the two of them merge. And so she realized, she said, oh, she said, then that personality was actually both of us. And then Krishna explained to her that yes, uh, in the future that they would both, uh, merge together and they would both come, uh, into this age of Kali Yuga to save the fallen conditioned souls. And so we remember that Krishna and Balaram, they came to protect the devotees and they actually came and we know that Krishna killed many, many demons and uh, so we know that Lord Chaitanya and Lord Nityananda, they, they also appeared for that same purpose. But Lord Chaitanya came not, not to actually kill the demons, but to kill their demoniac mentality. And therefore, Lord Chaitanya, he's known as the most merciful incarnation because he came uh, to save everyone. Uh, he came to save all the sinners by uh, inaugurating this golden age of uh, Kali this age of Kali Yuga, uh, the Yuga Dharma for this age, uh, which we know is uh, Harinam Sankirtan, the chanting of the holy names. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So in the year 1486, Lord Chaitanya, he appeared in the home of Jagannath Mishra and uh, Mother Sachi Devi. And at the time of his appearance, millions of people were chanting uh, due to there was a lunar eclipse. And lunar eclipses are um, not so, uh, what would you say, they're uh, not so auspicious, yes. Uh, so uh, people would go into the Ganga and they would uh, chant, Hari, Hari. And, uh, and it said that at that time, Navadweep was basically the center of learning. People came from all over to to come to, to Navadweep uh, to uh, have debates and, uh, and to obtain knowledge. But the problem was that all the knowledge that they were obtaining had nothing to do with devotional service. They would interpret the Bhagavad Gita or the Srimad Bhagavatam according to their own uh, interpretation. Uh, and they would worship different uh, demigods and um, so... Even though it was the center of learning, um, it was nobody was actually practicing devotional service, uh, and so you know people would come and they would make up their kind of their own religion and uh, and and they would debate with each other, but uh, nobody ever mentioned Krishna or, or nobody ever mentioned performing devotional service. Uh, but due to this eclipse, everybody was in the Ganga. Uh, and chanting Hari Hari, and so this is when Lord Chaitanya, Lord Chaitanya actually appeared. Uh, so when he, when Lord Chaitanya appeared, it says that many demigods came to see him, and at the name giving ceremony, he was given two names by Nilambar, Nilambar Chakravarti, who was actually the mother of Mother Sachi. I mean, I'm sorry, the father of Mother Sachi, and so he was given the name Vishwambar because he was the protector and maintainer of the universe. And the ladies, they wanted to give him the name Nimai. Uh, they liked that name the most. Uh, and the reason they liked that name is because Mother Sachi had had several daughters uh, that died uh, uh, after birth. And so this name Nimai they gave to protect Lord Chaitanya because they wanted him to... Uh, and not take that same path as the daughters. And so the, all the ladies, they, they really like the name Nimai. Um, so when, when Lord, little Nimai, when he was only four months old, he was actually pretty much a rascal, just like Krishna. Uh, he, uh, he would get out, of, when Mother Sachi would leave the kitchen, he would get out of bed, even though he's only four months old, he'd get out of bed and he would start taking the milk and pouring it on the floor and he'd take the buttermilk and then he'd take the spices and throw them on the floor and break the pots. And as soon as he heard Mother Sachi coming, he would jump back in bed and start crying. And then she would come in and she'd see the mess and, and she'd call Jagannath Mishra and he would say, and, the, and people would say, well, maybe a thief tried to come in and, uh, 
and steal something and they broke this and so they couldn't figure out, uh, you know, what was going on. But this would occur again and again that, uh, little baby Nehemiah, he would just, uh, you know, break the pots and, and do all kinds of mischief. Um, and when he's, when, uh, little Nehemiah started to actually crawl, well, he would crawl out into the courtyard. And once he crawled out into the courtyard and, uh, there was this big snake there. And so he, little Nehemiah, he crawled up into the lap of the snake and the snake was curled up and he was sitting on top of the snake. And when Mother Sachi and the ladies saw this, you know, they immediately called for Garuda. They, they would pray to Garuda to come in uh, and attack the snake. But actually the snake was Anantasesh. It was Balaram that had come to, uh, to be part of, uh, Lord Chaitanya's pastimes. So they, Mother Sachi, they grabbed, uh, Little Nehemiah took him away, but he was constantly trying to reach out. He wanted to uh, to get the snake again, you know. Uh, so um, now, as um, he would, Lord, little Nehemiah, he would actually cry, and there was nothing they could do to to stop him from crying until they started chanting Hari 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 Krishna, and when they would chant Hari Krishna, uh, he would stop crying. So he cried a lot. And just to make everybody uh, chant Hare Krishna, all the ladies chant oh, again and again. And as he got a little older, he would go out into the marketplace and he would go up to people and ask them for for fruit or can you give me this, can you give me that? And no one could turn him down. He was so beautiful and such such had such a sweet smile that they would whatever he asked for, he they would give him. And then he would bring these things back to the ladies and. He would give it to them, and and if they chanted Hare Krishna, he would give them some fruit. So the ladies thought this was <laughs> really cute of little Nimai. He would uh, like bribe the ladies basically to uh, to chant Hare Krishna. And like I said, he was uh, he was a he was a very naughty little child. Uh, he would go to uh, neighbors' houses just like Krishna used to do, and he would go into their house. And he would steal their butter, and he would steal the milk, and and not only not only that, but he would actually break the pots like Krishna did. Uh, and uh, I don't know if there were any monkeys around for him to feed, but uh, but he would do all this type of mischief. And uh, and and if they had little babies in the house, he would go up and pinch the babies and make the babies start crying. And so then, if they if he ever got caught, he would just. Like offer his bases and say, "I'll, I'll promise you, I'll, I'll, I'll never do this again. Please forgive me. I'll never do this again." And so they would forgive him, and then he'd come back the next day and do it again. You know, so, <laughs> so, and then when he would he would go out into the marketplace and he would just freely walk around uh, the marketplace, uh, and everybody loved seeing little Nimai come into come and walking around and. Once these two thieves uh, saw him, and uh, they saw he had this valuable, like bangles and anklets, uh, golden, and so they were thinking, you know, whose child is this? Let's uh, let's take him uh, back to our house, and we can we can take his jewelry. And so they they put little Nehemiah on their shoulder, and they were they were saying, we're going to take you home. And he said, okay, let's go home. So they were they were. Taking him, and they were all the time thinking, "Well, I'm going to take the bangles, or well, I'm going to take the anklets, and I'm, I'm, we're going to be so wealthy." And as they were going, he he put them into illusion, and instead of going to their home, they went to Nimai's home. And uh, so when they got there, uh, they let him down, and then they realized that, "Wow, we brought him back to his own house." And so they got scared and they ran away and so in the meantime Jagannath Mishra and Mother Sacha they were looking everywhere for little Nimai and then uh, they asked him uh, you know where were you and he said well these these two men uh, were nice enough to bring me home and uh, so uh, and it talk, it says that how fortunate these thieves were that they actually carried the supreme personality of Godhead on their shoulders. I mean, who yogis meditate for thousands of years and don't get that opportunity, but uh, how fortunate somehow these thieves uh, must in I don't know the history of their past life, but uh, uh, must have been some type of, uh, you know, pious things they did. Um, so once this... Brahman, he visited, uh, uh, he was, he, he would travel and he had a, uh, Bala Gopal deity around his neck. 
And he was a very, very advanced soul, and he would just travel around and, and, and preach about Krishna. And he came to the house of Jagannath Mishra. And when he came to Jagannath Mishra's house, he, uh, Jagannath Mishra washed his feet and, and, uh, and, you know, by, invited him into the house. And he said, would you, uh, would you please, uh, you, you, you've probably been traveling, you're probably hungry. If we make the kitchen ready and prepare everything, would you cook a, 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 a meal for yourself? So the Brahmin, he agreed. So they made the, got the kitchen ready and cleaned everything up and uh, had all the vegetables and fruits ready. And so the Brahmin cooked. And then when he went in and he took the offering, he put the plate down and he closed his eyes and he was saying a prayer. And all of a sudden he opened his, he heard something, he opened his eyes and there was little Nimai. He had no clothes on. He was completely naked. All, he had dust all over him and everything. And he had grabbed a handful of rice and he was eating the rice. And the Brahmin just hollered out, hey, hey, what's, and so, so when Jagannath Mishra heard this, he came running in and he saw Nimai was sitting there eating the, the, the prasadam. And, uh, so he got very angry and he picked up a stick and he was going to, uh, uh spank Nimai. And the Brahmin told him, no, 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 he's, he's just a child. He doesn't know any better. You can't, you can't, uh, you know, uh, you can't punish him for something that he, you know, he, he he's such an innocent child. So Jagannath Mishra, he asked the uh, Brahmin, please, please, can you cook again? And the Brahmin said, no, no, I, I just usually live off of fruits and nuts and, uh, and roots. And he said, I'll, I'll just take whatever, you know, whatever Krishna provides. And so Jagannath Mishra begged him, please, please cook again. So finally he agreed he, he would cook again. So they got everything ready again. And the Brahmin cooked, and they took Nimai to another house. They thought, well, let's take him to somebody else's house, and then he won't disturb him. So the ladies were talking, and they had Nimai on their lap, and they were laughing, and the Brahmin cooked, and he made, uh, made the preparation and put it down, and he was going to offer it again. And so Nimai, even though he was in another house, he, he put the ladies in kind of like... Um, I guess a state of illusion or whatever. And so he came out of the house. And so the Brahmin was doing his offering. And all of a sudden he sees little Nimai come in again. He reaches up, grabs a whole handful of rice again and starts to eat it. And the Brahmin hollers out again. And this time Jagannath Mishra comes in and he's, he's very angry this time. And he's, he picks a stick up and he starts chasing Nimai around the house trying to catch him. And he's determined he's going to beat Nimai and for what he did. And so the people are saying, no, you know, Jagannath Mishra, please, you know, this, you shouldn't do this. Uh, and finally the Brahmin told him, no, don't, you know, please don't, uh, punish the child because, uh, he, he doesn't really know what he's doing. He said, uh, obviously Krishna doesn't want me to take prasadam today. So Jagannath Mishra couldn't convince him to cook again for the third time. And so uh, he was feeling very uh, upset uh, that he had offended the Brahmin. And then Vishwarup comes in. Vishwarup is Lord Chaitanya's older brother. And so Vishwarup was such a beautiful personality, and he was always preaching Krishna consciousness. Uh, every word was about Krishna. And this Brahmin was just totally uh, taken aback by by the beauty of Vishwarup. And so he started talking with him. And so Vishwarup told him that my, my father is feeling very upset that uh, he hasn't been able to feed you. Would you please, please cook for the third time? And so finally, by Vishwarup's, uh, you know, convincing him, the Brahmin said, okay, I'll, I'll cook for the third time. So he went in and, did, and they got food from the other houses, brought it in cooked another meal, and this time they took Nimai into a, a room and they locked the door from the outside and they all sat around the door. Jagannath Mishra sat right in front of the door and thought he's not getting out this time. So so the Brahmin cooks, he goes in, he's going to offer his meal and and he's praying to Balagopal and, and Lord Chaitanya, little Nimai, he, he hears the Brahmin's prayer even though he's in, you know, in the other room. And uh, so he puts everybody into uh, uh, a sleep. Um, what is it called? Nidra? Nidra. Yeah. Uh, and so all the people fall asleep, and then he comes out. And so the Brahmin's offering his prayer, and all of a sudden here comes little Nimai crawling in again to grab the plate. 
And the Brahmin hollers out again, but nobody hears him because everybody's asleep this time. And he, and so Nimai says, you know, you keep calling me, and then when I come, you you get mad. He said, uh, when you pray, you're praying to me. And uh, he said, and, and then um, Nimai, he all of a sudden, Lord Chaitanya, he he took he uh, took his eight arm form. Uh, and it says that he had a, what, a conch, a disc, a lotus flower, and a club in four hands. And two hands, he had a, a butter pot, and he was taking butter and eating it uh, with the other hand. And then with the other two hands, he was playing the flute. So he had, that was his eight-armed form. And around him, this Brahmin could see all the Vrindavan. There were, there were cows and gopis and the Yamuna River. He could see all of this. And the Brahmin was just like, uh, he just couldn't speak. He was so amazed. And Krishna told him, Lord Chaitanya told him that, you know, you have been my devotee for many lifetimes. He said, we, we had this same pastime in Nanda Maharaja's house. You, we had this same, uh, exact pastime. And he said, so, you know, you're, you're such a sincere devotee, uh, uh, I, I showed you this form. And he said, but you can't tell anyone. He said, if you tell anyone what happened here, he said, uh, then that will, uh, he said, actually, I'll destroy you if you do that. Uh, and so the Brahmin, he really wanted to, you know, you can imagine you got this secret and you, and you want to tell everybody, hey, this is, you, the little boy that's living in your house is actually the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but he couldn't tell anybody. So he stayed in Navadweep from that time on, uh, and he would always uh, be able to actually get the mercy and, and get the association of Lord Chaitanya. Um, so when Lord Chaitanya, when he got a little older and started going to school, uh, and he would everything he he could read something once or somebody could tell him something once and he would immediately uh, have it memorized and it said just like uh, Namasaranya Prabhu was giving class uh, yesterday and he was saying that whatever side he took in an argument he would always win in a debate he would like say something and convince them that this is the way and then he would take the opposite, saying, no, no, that's, you know, you, what I say was not true, this is this. And he would, so whatever side he took, he would win that argument. And it said that when he would, they would be, he and his friends would be walking, they'd come up on another group of boys, they would get into an argument. And, you know, today when boys get into an argument, what do they do? You know, they want to, you know, start throwing their fist or, you know, nowadays, you know, people, crazy people pull a gun out. Uh, so, in those days, no, it was, they debated. They would have a debate. And, uh, Lord Chaitanya would always win. He would always, uh, uh, win whatever debate was, uh, was had with the boys. And it said that they would, after school, uh, school would end around noon and they would go to the Ganga every day. And when they went to the Ganga, they would just do all kinds of mischief. Um, said Lord Chaitanya, he would, uh, dive into the Ganga and the, Brahmins would be standing there chanting their Gayatri and he would swim underwater and grab their feet and pull them, pull them and dunk them underwater. And then they would be chanting their Gayatri and he'd get up on their shoulders and dive off their shoulders in, into the Ganga. And he would take the clothes from the men and swap them with the women. He would mix up the clothes. So, uh, and then when people would come out of the water after taking bath, he would either spit water on them or he'd throw sand on them so they had to go back in the Ganga and, and bathe all over again. And so he would do so many things like this just over and over. And so finally the Brahmins, they went to Lord, uh, to Jagadath Mishra and they complained that this, these, these, your son is doing all these things, you know, and, uh, uh, you need to do something. You need to correct him. And, and Jagadath Mishra said, yes, I'll, 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 I'll get my stick and I'll, I'll beat him. And, uh, so actually then the, the, they would say, well, actually, you know, you don't really need to beat him. Uh, actually, we, we, we love these things that he's doing. Uh, but, uh, and then the girls, the ladies, the uh, young girls, actually, they would go to Mother Sachi and they would say, you got to do something about your son, Nimai. And they said, he, he throws these seeds in our hair that, that makes our heads itch. And he'll just throw them in our hair and then he'll, uh, he'll steal our clothes or he'll, we come out of the water and he'll spit water on us, uh, to make us go back in the water again. And he'll come up to us and say, I want to marry you. I'm going to marry you. And, <laughs> and he would do all these things. 
And so they went to Mother Sachi, and when Mother Sachi, you know, she's like a typical mother, she would say, well, I, you know, I don't know if, if Nehemiah really did those things or not, you know, he's such a sweet boy and everything. So, so one day they were at the, they, Lord, uh, when Jagabath Misha heard this, he went searching for Nehemiah. He was, had a stick in his hand. He was going to punish him. And so the girls told, told Nehemiah, he said, you better, uh, you better hide because your father's coming and he's going to punish you. So Nehemiah, he told his friends, he said, when my father comes, uh, tell him I never, I was never here. You never saw me. You're, you're waiting on me to come. And so he ran off. And so here comes Jagannath Misha with a stick and, and, uh, he asked the boys, he said, where is Nehemiah? And they said, well, sir, he, uh, he never came today. We're, we're waiting on him to come, uh, right now. And so in the meantime, uh, Nehemiah is coming down a different path. And so he gets to the house, and when he gets there, he's, his hair is completely dry. He's got the same clothes on. Everything's dry. He's got the ink from his schoolwork uh, on his hands. He's got his books. And Jagannath Mishra was thinking, how could, you know, these, they're saying he did all these things, but look, he, he couldn't have uh, taken a bath. He couldn't have done all this, you know. And so it, it's uh, just, you know, his, uh, Nehemiah's one of his uh, pastimes uh, that um, uh, it, it just confused uh, Jagalath Misha and Sachi Devi how these people could be saying these things about him when actually he's, uh, you know, he's, he looks like he just came back from school. So these are just uh, some of the childhood pastimes. Uh, and, and you can see it's very much similar to, uh, to Krishna, uh, many things that Krishna did. So once uh, Mother Ganga, she was praising uh, Yamuna Devi, how fortunate Yamuna Devi was that Yamuna Devi could, uh, Krishna would, and the gopis would bathe in the Yamuna Devi, that she would have lotus flowers offered to Krishna, so many things that uh, she did for Krishna. So she performed this tapasya and uh and she was, uh, not that she was envious in any way of, of Yamuna, she was just praising Yamuna. And uh, so uh, she performed this tapasya, and Krishna gave her the blessing that in Kali Yuga, he said, Radha and Krishna will appear as Garunga Mahaprabhu, and they'll perform this same Raj Lila in Navadweep, and he says, you'll be there to assist in every way. And we know that, and Mother Ganga assisted in so many ways. Uh, uh, we know that during the eclipse, like we said, uh, people were standing in the Ganga chanting Hari, Hari. And then Lord Chaitanya's friends, just like we said, they would go every day. They would go and spend like five, six hours uh, in the Ganga. And then when uh, Lord Chaitanya, when he decided he was going to go to Megal, he said, in this age of Kali, I come in two forms. I come as wood and I come as water. As wood, I'm Lord Jagannath, and as water, I'm Mother Ganga. And he says, we have come to deliver the fallen souls of their sins and give love for Krishna. And when Lord Chaitanya was walking, one day he was going um, uh, back to home, and he said, I'm going to Bengal for two reasons. I'm going to see my mother Sachi, and I'm going to see my mother Ganga. So in this way, Lord Chaitanya, um, he... he uh, our Krishna had promised uh, Ganga that uh, that she would be able to participate in his uh, future pastimes, and in this way she was able to do that. And so, um, Mother Damayanti, who is the wife of Raghava Pandit, um, one of the preparations that she would make every year for Lord Chaitanya is that she would go into the Ganga and she would uh, get the mud from the bottom of the Ganga. And she would take this mud and she'd dry it out. And after she dried it out, she would filter it into like a real fine powder. And then she would add some spices into it and then sprinkle a little Ganga water on it. And then she would roll it into balls. And it said, uh, uh, and she would put it in bags and she would give it to Lord Chaitanya. And, and it says that Lord Chaitanya, this was one of his favorite preparations is this, uh, mud from the, uh, with the spices and everything from the bottom of the Ganga. So, um, another pastime is uh, once um, this Shivananda Singh, uh, every year when uh, the devotees in Bengal, every year they would gather a group together and they would go to visit uh, Lord Chaitanya in Puri. 
And uh, it said this is in the latter years of Lord Chaitanya. He would stay. He was staying in Puri. And so this Shivananda Sane, he would organize a large group of devotees. He would do all the organization for it, and they would travel to uh, to see Lord Chaitanya. And he once he um, Shivananda Sane, he had this dog come up, and he kind of like adopted this dog. And so he would uh, feed this dog every day and take care of it. And so once he, he had uh, gone away, and when he came back, he uh, asked his servant, did you feed the dog today? And the servant said, oh, no, I forgot to feed the dog. And so Shivananda Sain was, was searching everywhere for the dog. And then the next day, when they were supposed to go to Bengal, uh, I mean, to uh, Puri, um, he had like like several men go out, and they just couldn't find the dog. And so he was feeling very morose uh, that... Uh, uh, you know, he just shows that he, he, such compassion he had for every living entity. And so when they made their journey and they got to, uh, Puri, uh, they came to Lord Chaitanya and Lord Chaitanya was sitting here and the dog was sitting over here and Lord Chaitanya was taking some, uh, coconut pulp and he was throwing it to the dog and, uh, and the dog would eat it and then Lord Chaitanya would say, Chant Hare Krishna, and the dog would go, Hare Krishna, and he would go, Hare, Hare, and the dog would go, Hare, Hare, and everybody was amazed that here's the dog is chanting Hare Krishna, and so about a day or so later, um, the, the dog disappeared again, and so uh, she went on the scene and asked Lord Chaitanya what happened, and he said the dog actually went by, back to Vaikuntha uh, from a dog body just by getting the association of Shivananda Sain and Lord Chaitanya. And so Srila Prabhupada says that actually we can learn like three lessons from this, uh, this particular pastime. Uh, one is that the importance of associating with advanced devotees. Uh, and just like this dog, like we said, got the association of uh, Shivananda Sain. And by getting the uh, association of uh, such a pure devotee, he was able to get the mercy of Lord Chaitanya. Uh, and it says, um, and even a dog, by getting this mercy, was able to go back to Vaikuntha. And then the second lesson is, is the power of eat, taking prasadam. Uh, it says, because the potency of prasadam, is to, it softens the heart. And it cleanses the heart of a person, and uh, even without their knowledge, it's like I got to Sukriti, even without their knowledge, uh, it brings uh, someone to the mode of goodness. And then from the mode of goodness, they're actually able to hear transcendental knowledge and actually realize transcendental knowledge. Uh, so it said that um, when Prabhupada first started uh, this Krishna consciousness movement, um, he didn't really impose any rules or regulations. Uh, all he did was uh, feed the devotees prasadam and do kirtan. And I remember my Guru Maharaj, Tamal Krishna Goswami, he was saying that the first few weeks that he was a devotee, all he would do is, uh, is sit around and, uh, and they wouldn't ask him to do anything. They would just say, take prasadam, take prasadam, you know. Uh, and it says that Prabhupada would even, in the beginning, he would even he would cook the food, then he would serve it out, and then he, after the devotees ate and left, he would even clean up the room, uh, wash the pots and pans and clean up everything. Uh, uh, Prabhupada just wanted to just get, you know, give them prasadam and, 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 and cleanse their hearts. Uh, and it says a few years later, uh, there were several devotees that were sitting with Srila Prabhupada in his room. And, and Srila Prabhupada, he went around the room and he had said, um, uh, he would ask them, uh, how, do, how did you come to Krishna consciousness? What attracted you to Krishna consciousness? And it said, every one of them in the room said it was prasadam. That's what first attracted me was prasadam, you know. Usually it's halava or something like that. And Sri Prabhupada, see, he said, see, every one of you became a devotee because of prasadam. And Prabhupada said, that's my secret weapon. He said, that was my secret weapon. Uh, and I, I, just, I was just remembering that uh, my wife's mom, uh, Lila's mom, um, she would come to visit us, and she lived with us for a while. And she would love prasadam. She would, she loved Gopal's uh, halava. Every time we would bring her halava, she would say, "Is this Gopal's halava?" And uh, and she just, she just loved, and she loved tulsi leaves also. She loved to have a tulsi leaves on there. And she told my wife one day, she said. 
I know what your secret is. She said, I know how you attract your people. It's through the food. That's how you do it. <laughs> so she had that realization. So, uh, so, and it said the third thing to learn from this uh, story of Shivananda Singh is, is of course, the, the, the power of chanting the holy names. Uh, uh, it says, by these, these three processes, uh, even though they're performed without any knowledge, uh, any or any education, even an animal can go back to Godhead, uh, just like this dog did. So um, we just had such a wonderful kirtan uh, here uh, this morning. And there's once in um, uh, a temple, Lord Chaitanya had not seen uh, Lord Jagannath for a long time, and so he and a, and a group of devotees went to the Jagan Mohan Temple. And so Lord Chaitanya, he, he, just like he would do with, um, uh, Yatra, he, he formed seven groups of, of men and women. And, uh, and each group had a lead singer and each group had a lead dancer. And, uh, and as they were uh, playing and playing up, you can imagine how, how amazing seven different groups with all Murdungas and everything, how amazing it was. And each group thought that Lord Chaitanya was in their particular group. And so he manifested himself in all, all seven groups at the same time. And it said that Lord Chaitanya, he started dancing early in the morning uh, when they started the kirtan. And it went on and on and on. And it was late afternoon. And Lord Chaitanya was still dancing. He was, he was in the spiritual world. And he was just dancing. And Lord Nityananda... He could see that devotees were, were actually getting tired. I mean, you're dancing for like, you know, eight, nine, ten hours. And, uh, and so he, he had, uh, Swarup Namador. He stopped all the drummers but one Burdunga drummer. And then he had Swarup Namador, you know, do a nice soft kirtan. And when they started that, Lord Chaitanya actually came back into external, his external consciousness. And, uh, he could see that all the devotees were, were very tired from the kirtan. And so, so then they went down to the uh, to the sea and they took bath and then Lord Chaitanya actually personally served uh, served all the devotees. Um, and when Lord Chaitanya, when he was uh, in Puria, that uh, many devotees from from Bengal they would bring prasadam to offer to Lord Chaitanya, and they would give it to his servant Govinda. And so Govinda would offer it to the Lord, and Lord Chaitanya would say, "Put it in storage." And so. Uh, it just kept on and on, like weeks after weeks, people would come and they would bring prasadam and he would offer it to Lord Chaitanya and he'd say, put it in storage. And Govinda, the people would ask him, uh, how did you, how did Lord Chaitanya like? You know, people would wanted to know how he liked their offering. And so he had to lie to them. He had to say, well, yeah, he thought it was great, you know, uh, but it, Lord Chaitanya had not even taken it. So finally, it just got, the whole room was almost full of just stored prasadam. And so Govinda went to Lord Chaitanya and he said, look, uh, Mahaprabhu, he said, I, I'm having to lie to the devotees because they're all asking me every time they give a prep, how did you like it? And I'm having to lie, tell them that, yeah, you, you, you liked it very much. And he's, and so Lord Chaitanya said, okay, bring everything to me. And so the Govinda started bringing all the prasadam to him. And the amazing thing was that even though this prasadam was like weeks and weeks old, it tastes just like it had just been cooked. And Lord Chaitanya ate everything, ate everything in the whole uh, storage. Uh, and um, Govinda was like, uh, he was amazed uh, that uh, <laughs> this past time. Uh, um, and then I guess we'll have to do one more story. Um, they were having this kirtan, this really amazing kirtan in the house of Srivas Pandit. And while the kirtan was going on, um, Srivas Pandit heard something in the next room. He went in and his wife and the ladies were all crying. And he said, what's wrong? And he said, uh, they said, uh, your son just died. He just passed away. And so Srivas Pandit said, well, stop crying. He, he's very fortunate in that he was able to pass away and, and you know, uh, hearing Lord Chaitanya, the kirtan and everything. He said, don't do anything to disturb the kirtan. Don't let Lord Chaitanya know. So they went back out and he joined the kirtan. And after a while, Lord Chaitanya stopped the kirtan. And he said, I, I, I feel something, there's something sad. He said, some, there's some sadness in the room. And Shri Pandya said, no, how, how could there be sadness? We, we, you know, we, we've got you here, your beautiful smile, your beautiful kirtan. There, there's, there can be no sadness. 
And then someone told Lord Chaitanya that actually uh, that uh, Shivas Pandit's son had passed away. So Lord Chaitanya, he went into the next room and he asked the son, he said, why have you left your father? And amazingly, the son sat up, even though he had passed away, he sat up and he said, uh, Lord, I, just by, by your mercy, uh, it's, it was time for me to leave. Uh, he said, uh, um, please, please uh, let me go to my next uh, destination. And please, whatever destination I go to, please let me always be in the association of devotees. And so Lord Chaitanya, he gave him that blessing. Uh, and, uh, and then the son left, actually left his body. So... Um, this was, uh, and then Lord Chaitanya, he actually performed the last rites for that child. Uh, and so uh, today and every day, uh, we should all pray to Lord Chaitanya and Lord Nityananda to please, please get, give, get their mercy. Uh, because without their mercy, we cannot attain uh, what is the real goal of life, uh, which is to reawaken our love for Krishna in our heart. And we can do this, like I said, uh, in so many different ways, which association of devotees, chanting Hare Krishna, you know, reading the books, doing deity service, so many opportunities Srila Prabhupada has given us to, uh, to reawaken our love that, that when we come into this material world, that love that we have for Krishna has turned into lust. So we try to, to turn that lust back into love by following these, these different processes. So, so I'll end here and thank everyone. Uh, uh, if anyone has any comments or, or questions or anything, uh, otherwise we can... Uh, the, the next part of the program will be there will be kirtan in the park. Most of the program is going to be performed in the park and it will also be on Zoom today. Uh, so there will be kirtan all day, and then I think at 6.30 uh, there's the Abhishek, which will be on the stage and then at 7 o'clock, there'll be another class uh, uh, about Lord Chaitanya. And then at 7.30, we'll do a parikram around the temple, around this block here. And then at 8 o'clock, uh, we'll take prasadam. Jai. Jai. I'm not sure who's giving the second class. Who is it? Oh, it's Ritabhisham Maharaj. Wow, it's holding Ritabhisham Maharaj. Jai. So, Jai. Shigor Pranim Ki Jai, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Ki Jai, Hare Krishna. All right. Well, Radha Krishna, 5,000 years ago, and Lord Chaitanya, 500 years ago. Oh, who's. <laughs> well, who is the original Supreme Personality of Godhead? Both. Both. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Do I check on you? Yeah, they all are in different different forms. So, all right. Thank you, Hare Krishna. Uh, yes, ma'am.